Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. So we had to start recording because we started to have a conversation and figured that this conversation should probably be in the show where we have a topic today that no one is claiming ownership of as to how it entered (laughs) our show notes and everybody thought that everybody else had presented it. Uh, Nobody knows where it came from and we're doing it. And (laughs) we have an Apple note that we share between the three of us, which is, I would just say... An absolute mess uh, of a note. <laughs> it's a disaster. There's so many things in it that are unrelated, and the spacing between everything is just so bad. But nevertheless, this is this is bless our mess, I guess. Uh, and the the note we had a note in this document which were which says predictions for new Apple hardware computers with Apple Silicon. Well, it originally said Apple Silicon, which made this whole thing very funny to me anyway. Like, I found Apple Silicon funny and Apple hardware just computers floppy was funny computers. to me. Like, that phrase is just, I like it, Apple hardware computers. And, and, and now I can make fun of that because no one's owning up to having added it, so I don't feel like I'm being mean to anyone. I have no idea when it got put in there. Uh, it may have been somebody typing it up in some kind of like fever while we were recording at some point. <laughs> Maybe sort of, like, it was years ago or something when there was be. a rumor that there was Apple Silicon. Could be. This is why I, re- I actually kind of wish now that we use Google Docs because I could yeah. do the, I could actually see we who done tell. it, right? Yeah. Um, but when I asked, you know, we, we, we talk in Slack and, and sometimes a day or two before we record, we're like, hey, you know, what are we going to talk about? Like, I might ask if the boys have got anything specific going on with their product development that they want to share or same for me or whatever. You know, sometimes we'll decide what dance tech corner we're going to do, but, but usually not. Usually that sprung on us um, after the theme song plays. And uh, Dan said, why don't we do predictions for new Apple hardware computers of Apple Silicon? And I was like, oh, great. So it was Dan's thing then. Dan, yeah. Dan put it in there. He's taken ownership of it. But I asked, we, I said about it. It's like, oh, so what is it then? And it's like, I don't know. It was just in there. <laughs> so we're going to make some predictions about Apple hardware computers. Yeah, let's do it. So but I guess, The big you know, question is, is it Dan's tech corner and... Do we have to have a theme song, or is it just? This well, no. Is I, I think not- I think the fact that this is materialized out of thin air, this is something more than dance. Yeah. If Dan if Dan beyond. refuses to take ownership of the topic, can it be dance tech corner? I guess it can. I guess you're it's right. It's like an ancient proverb. If Dan yeah. does not own the corner, can it be a dance tech corner? Well, I don't, I don't have so. I don't have a falsetto voice today anyway, so it doesn't That's matter. Good. We can't do the theme song. Well, unless well, we do get to Dance Tech Corner later on, and then we're going to be in a real mess. <laughs> well, so Apple did they did make hardware with their own silicon. So yeah, but maybe maybe the it. prediction is for because okay, so what we have right now, um, the hardware computers are not. <laughs> particularly exciting right in the sense of like from their their industrial design which is more i think what we would talk about on this show anyway rather than the bleeps and bloops inside 
these right. machines. So, you mm. know, like we have the MacBook Pro and we have the MacBook Air. And then 2021 mm. is when we're going to start to see new industrial designs. Um, yeah. You know, For the room is currently appointed to right? new uh, MacBook Pros and then also new iMacs and then maybe a new smaller form factor Mac Pro at some point too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think the big question of this is like, really, what does Apple Silicon enable that would be interesting, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, they could just keep going down the path of like, I'm just going to be eat Intel and just basically replace a chip in the normal way that you would from a vendor like Intel, and it's just like a component or whatever. But they've already, right, with, with the MacBooks, like they've already went outside that norm and kind of upset things. And so it seems like they're just like really comfortable making their own chips. Like, you know, yeah. does it get separated? Are they really comfortable making some like weird, like bigger than a secure enclave type of thing, but not as big as a processor, some like weird medium like processor thing that can, you know, I don't know. To me, that's where this would get interesting is if, if Apple is very comfortable at making these chips uh, and they aren't getting them from a third party vendor and they're just like off the leash in terms of being able to do what they want, you know, would they find really interesting ways to either separate bits of hardware or, um, mm. you know, like, like I could imagine, I think we've talked about this before, like I can imagine totally, and as everyone has, and I know they kind of exist, where if you think of like an iPad, or you think of like a MacBook Pro laptop, right? If you could just rip off the screen, yep. and it's kind of like a more efficient version of the laptop, when you put it back on the keyboard, it gets like way more processing power or something. Mm -hmm. Right? Like there's ways where if they're not constrained by third party vendors doing stuff for them, they could start to imagine crazy stuff like that where, you know, there's like several processors that can be like joined and unjoined or something. I mean, I don't know the technicalities of how some of that stuff works, but I imagine it's very possible. Um, and so to me, that's what's interesting, you know, or could be interesting. There is a lot that can lead up towards that, though, because... yeah. What what the benefits that Apple gain from uh, Apple Silicon processors can be seen in other other hardware focused. I don't want to keep saying the word benefits, but I'm gonna have to say because I can't think of another one. Advantages. <laughs> so like, there are cooling and battery life gains that Apple have and can continue to make with their own chips that can enable a different industrial design. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like they, they took the fan out of the MacBook Air but changed nothing about it. But there's clearly more space or more affordances for space than they had before inside of that industrial design. You know, and there yeah. is a rumor that maybe next year or the year after there will be a new thinner MacBook Air, believe mm -hmm. it or not, right? Like they mm -hmm. make that thing thinner. But, you know, I like that. That's what I want to see them do with mm -hmm. especially the mm -hmm. MacBook Air, right? Because over time, the MacBook Air's airness has gone away. Like it, it isn't mm -hmm. what it used to be. Mm -hmm. The MacBook Pro is about as thin 
um, and it's mm-hmm. not that much heavier. So you know, like th- that, they're the kinds of things that they can do. And then the other potential is that they've been sitting on a new design language, waiting for this time. Mm. I don't know. I mean, because. <sighs> Yeah, I understand there's, like, thermal constraints. Obviously, we, like, learned that with the, like, you know, the Mac the Mac Pro version before this. There's thermal constraints to the industrial design. But <clears throat> it feels like, yeah, they can save, like, with this new silicon, they can make it cooler. But they also want things to still go faster. It's not like they've reached a ceiling. So I don't see them being able to make, like, a huge change with the industrial design that would be, like, you know that would like change the game, right? Because things are already like pretty thin. It's like, oh, it's a little bit thinner. Um, to me, to me, I am always looking for, because Apple, you know, they like simplicity, right? So to me, it feels kind of bonkers that they make a iPad Pro with a nice keyboard and stuff and a MacBook Air and a MacBook Pro. Like those things seem like they should merge into one thing. And you... You should be able to buy like a half of a iPad Pro that you can rip off and make it into a laptop with a good keyboard. Like to me, it's like I don't understand. That's got to be something they want to do. Like why I, wouldn't they want to do that? I, I knew we were eventually just going to end up with like <laughs> are these things going to merge or not? We have to. Uh, uh i was yeah i was hoping we could save that to the end but i guess we can get into that now <laughs> then we'll go beyond into the future because it to me yeah. it's obvious it's what, obvious the next step. what is obvious okay they make laptops because they're valuable tools to people right and what's the valuable tool they have a keyboard that's good they have speakers that are better and you can plug stuff into them right and then it's just like an ipad it's like an ipad with that stuff attached to it so i don't understand why, if you could open up your laptop and just rip the screen off, screen off, and carry it and go sit on the couch, you would do that, right? Like you wouldn't buy two devices. And so, there's to me, it's a no-brainer. Like if that's possible, and the user experience is good and it works, and as you know, I am very like bullish on that. The oh, the two OSs will merge, right? So if that's already happened. And it's <laughs> such possible a big to, leap. It's <laughs> not a big leap, guys. Look, yeah. when that, because so, that's already so, happened. <laughs> yeah. It's not a big leap. So, I, so I've, we've talked about this in the past, and I've like thought about it a lot. And I think that it's like important to like understand what we're talking about here or, or what you're talking about. But I cannot, and perhaps it's because I lack imagination or creativity. But I cannot, I, and I've thought about this endlessly, like in the shower usually, <laughs> I, I cannot reconcile in my head how what is fundamentally a menu bar-based, window-based GUI and a full-screen kind of touch-based, how those merge in a way that is not detrimental to both of them. I don't I don't I lack the imagination to get how those two things can be reconciled and it doesn't just make both of them worse. But and I think okay. that is why those two paradigms have persisted and refused to be merged to this point because you can't merge them without incredible sacrifice on both sides. <clears throat> but I don't think that you have to 
you know, Microsoft did this, you know, I'm like six years ago or more where I don't think it's crazy at all to, for us to get used to the idea of like, if you kind of dock, let's say, let's pretend we're like kind of docking our iPad Pro, right? Into a user input that is keyboard and mouse based. It would not be insane for the OS to animate like shift, like the tight, like the tab okay. bar at the top so, comes down. So that was the that was the only solution I could come up with. In my head was basically a modal solution. But where... of course it is because you're changing user inputs, so it is modal, and it's not weird that that would be the case. It's not like I, a trick or a hack. I that's don't a pretty think... big change. So. Okay, so I've also been spending a lot of time thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I I think two things will occur. I think one. I do believe Max will get touchscreens. Um, it's mm-hmm. I, I, in some way, whether it's with a finger or with something like an Apple Pencil. But I believe that touchscreens are going to come to the Mac. I am not convinced of the idea of a singular operating system in the mid future, in like the near to mid future. Why? Because, well, what operating system does it run when, like, okay. I don't imagine the Mac operating system going away. I just I I can't see them doing it. And I don't imagine the a tablet-based operating system from Apple being the exact same one that they would run on the Mac. And I don't think that you're going to have a device that switches between Mac OS and iPad OS. Why? Because it's it, it's too complicated. What do you mean it's too complicated? What's too complicated? So you have your computer, right? But then sometimes it's the, it's a different computer with different. It's not. Yeah, but they don't do. But the Mac and and the Mac OS and iPad OS do not have the same set of features. Yeah, but they will. Like it's not. That's not true. All these it, to me, it's like so obvious because both OSs are like hurtling towards each other. Like if you think about every single change that Apple has introduced in the past like three or four years, it's literally been, how can we bring this feature over here and this feature over here? They're like hurtling towards each other. And again, and, I mean, it's so obvious, like why on earth would they spend all of this time to make it so that it's very easy for developers to make iOS apps on Macs? I mean, it's like, you guys, I think you're like worrying about these like little details that, um, that Apple changes all the time within the like iOS. Like, remember when like the file, the whole like file system came out where it's mm. exposed in iOS, and it's like, oh, you have access to files, and then it got integrated throughout everything within the share sheets and stuff. Mm-hmm. That is not a bigger change from a UI like user experience point of view than merging like the two quote file systems or the way you think about files on the Mac versus the iOS. And so, yeah, there is like this input problem where it's like the system needs to know when you're like in a mouse mode or a keyboard mode. But that is, I mean, I could very easily imagine like Apple doing that on the iPad Pro like next year or this year where it's like, hey, look, when you when you like you can use some other like pointing input device and maybe they'll bill it first as an accessibility thing Uh, like you can use a mouse um, but I mean, I know you can already, but it's like it will be more built into the the operating system. It's just 
like this change is going to happen slowly and gradually and it's going to seem like a no duh and because to me it just seems like so like they're just doing it and i just don't think it'll be disruptive at all like you guys would not freak out if i had brought a this mythical device i'm talking to you of like a laptop that we can pull off the screen and you just knew that it switched between ios or mac i would love it right like it's like the perfect device for me so what's the problem? So like, what's the problem? It's not hard. Like, there's well, because nothing just because hard. I think something's perfect doesn't necessarily mean that I think that they'll do it. Why? Because then they can drop. They can cut their devices in half. Well, then they can. But right now, people buy <laughs> laptops and. But iPads. this whole argument about don't cannibalize the whole thing. We've been through this. That's not true. That's not how Apple operates. They cannibalize their own stuff all the time. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't make that argument. Uh, I still think you are trivializing the transition of a window based menu bar based UI to like an iOS style UI. Like, I don't think that is an insignificant or trivial, like modal switch. But it's already happened. What do you mean it's it's already happened? Where? Where is it? Where? Where? Guys, it's that's how apps work now. Like that's how you can put an iOS app on the desktop. I'm not talking about a technical limitation. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that either. Apple has already, right? They already have um, more like anonymized like these uh, interface like ideas, right? And they are going to continue. To make it, it's going to be a slow walk into cross compatibility where it's like, oh, hey, it's really easier now to mm. like automatically basically take a lot of elements of your iOS app and, and just say, well, automatically kind of build itself if you're on a, on a Mac. But that's, that, but that, but that, those types of things are true. You could say that about Apple TV as well, but no one is arguing that Apple TV is going to like merge and become like, unified with these as well like a technical unification and a like visual unification is like yes that of course that is happening and that is happening i'm talking about like a literal unification where there like is only one yeah but but those those things will drive that like here this is why it'll happen it's like if you're adobe right and you may have Photoshop, and Photoshop is this enormous code base, and it's insane, like the amount of code that's sitting behind the UI and stuff. If they have a choice to be able to build like an iOS app and a Mac app that both results like in one piece of software that they can just maintain one thing, they will do it. And so, yes, it might take new design thinking and like new methods for just like the web has, you know, the web went through this transformation, right? Of like, how do you design a website properly to where it it can it merges what the UI does from a small mobile thing to a desktop thing? Obviously, that happened with the web, and it's been pretty seamless. And there's like, there's basically like standards of practice that have been developed and that people do. The same thing will happen, and it's already happening. And so it's like, to me, it's just a complete no-brainer. It's like, it's like three years, you know? I mean, I've already made this prediction. And it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was faster with this silicone stuff. I mean, it's just, or the silicone stuff. It's so, everything is pointing towards it. So I don't know why they wouldn't. It just doesn't make any sense. And they are incentivized from many other ways to do this. Because obviously something is going to come along, like either these VR goggles or something that is a bigger business for Apple than all these computers. And so they need to minimize 
all these computers. They can't keep having like 50 SKUs uh, of like iPads and laptops and all this stuff. They are just like, how can we get this thing minimized so that we can turn it into basically a couple of products? I don't know. Like I can, I see see the point that that you're making. That is not the argument to do it, to like reduce the number of SKUs. Like just look at how many like watch bands they They have. They add unnecessary amounts of SKUs to their product lines all the time. Guys, you're talking, you're comparing watch bands to (laughs) maintaining three different levels of computers that have different components those things are very different but well I'm, very but different. like i don't think that i just don't think apple cares about SKUs and like minimizing SKUs. i just don't think that that is they make so much about? money right like you just have you systems. guys know too much about apple to say that like that's not true at all they do it all the time that's why they don't sell products for a super long time that's why they don't have like they do that all the time. I mean, they've been doing that for the entire... Jobs are doing that. I mean, before, that's what they do. Yeah, like, I know, but I just... They're very particular. I, 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 I understand what you're saying, right? Like, in certain ways, but, like, I, to me, it just doesn't feel like you merge the iPad and the Mac because you want to streamline your manufacturing process. But it's not just the manufacturing process. It's everything. Well, it's whatever. design. Mm-hmm. It's first for developers. It's easier. I mean, in, in every way, it's easier. Now, but here's here's, here's a question. If I okay. if I said, guys, in twenty years, would this would this be the case in twenty years from now? What would you say? No. No, in twenty years. Yeah, in twenty years, I don't think say, that. No, 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 no. I'm agreeing with you. In twenty years, okay, time, you're saying in twenty years there'll be one that- thing. It will be a different thing, but like I, I consider yeah, that not in thing. the midterm future. Like I don't know what yeah, it's going to look like, but I just feel like I, I, I have been of the opinion that eventually they need to create a brand new operating system that encompasses all of it. I just don't think that's happening anytime soon. Like I really don't, because they've just got so many different priorities now. Like they're getting ready to try and strap computers to our eyeballs. Like that's why they want to reduce the complexity here. They need to end it. They need to unify it and end it. Like they like like they're about to do with the iPhone and they already have with the iPad, right? The iPad has reached its peak. There is no other design choice to make with an iPad that is anything. Like they have one more step to go, which is cover the complete front surface of that thing with a screen. Mm. Then beyond that, they are done. There what is no about other, other it has reached though, like bigger ones. But that's sure, but that's not a design problem that matters, right? And so they have reached the peak of all these devices, these like handheld tablet devices, they are done. They, they, they are looking past them. They have already been looking past them because they are done. There's nothing else to do besides make little iteration improvements. And as we all know, with the iPad, it's already there. No one needs a faster iPad, right? No one does, especially with the brand new ones. It's like, are you kidding? It's like, does LiDAR? Like, no one else needs a faster one, like, urgently, right? Mm. And the phone is basically, is like, there too, except for that little notch on the phone. And so, they are gone. Like, those are, they're done with this, with that stuff. And they have moved on to, you know, if it's going to be this VR thing or whatever. And so, in my mind, they're going to continue that process of, like, simplifying these things. And I think the thing that, you know, you have to remind yourself is, Everyone always thinks technological progress is slower than it should be, than it is, because this just our brains aren't made for exponential curves. Mm-hmm. And th- thinking that that won't change in 10 years is, you know, like the 
iPhone is barely 10 years old. It's just like Mm. five years in this space is so long. And they, because they've already gone down this road, like they're going to be moving past it. Um, So to me, it's just like 10 years is like, no way. Like who knows in 10 years there, we may not be touching screens very much at all. Right. Which maybe means we should talk about what we think past this stuff, but it, um, but I don't know. I just think it's going to happen way faster because we're like already halfway there. Yeah. So the thing I come back to is like thinking about Mac OS and thinking about that, uh, the primary user, user interface, which was essentially introduced in a mainstream way in like 1984, basically. Right. So that's what, 35 years, 36 years, 37 years. And it's, persisted and so is that because it's like really good like it stood the test of time and or is it because it's like legacy cruft that eventually is you know very soon going to be you know usurped i think the fact that we've had basically like 10 years of ipad and it hasn't and i feel like mac os and the mac is like stronger than ever is some evidence that this UI paradigm of Windows and menu bars is pretty dang sturdy. Uh, Like, it's not easily kicked off the ledge by the next new thing. So that's where... That's kind of part of where I'm coming from, where it's like... It's very, uh, it's very persistent and it's very sturdy. So like you can't just cram iOS into it or have them merge in some way. Like, I don't think it's that simple. Um, I'm not being very articulate, but well, I, it all comes down to the reason why the menu bar has persisted is because if you're using a pointing device, a mouse is the best thing that we've come up with. And it probably is the best thing period. And so that will always be true. Same with the reason why the iPad stuff has gone the direction it is, is because it's a touchscreen. And if you're holding something in your hand, touching it with your meat finger, then that's the best way to do it, right? Because a lot of smart people have thought about it and we figured it out, right? I mean, that was figured out 40 years ago too. Um, the thing is, there'll just be fluidity. So you'll have one device that does all of those things, depending on what you want it to do, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, there will be... It's like, and so that's all there is. And I, yes, there will be better and better solutions to how that happens. But I think the thing that is important is the way that we think about these devices. And I think the way we'll be thinking about an iPad, for instance, uh, in, in, in like five years from now, 10 at the most, but probably not, will be, I have this screen and it's where it's like my little computer brain screen. And if I... If I want to like type, I will like set it in my little keyboard like laptop half thing, and it's my laptop. If I pull it off, and you know, and it's got the menu bar and use a mouse and all that stuff. If you pull it off, it's like your newspaper or whatever, um, and then maybe it can like act as a brain to some other thing. Who knows? But to me, that's the important paradigm is just how you think about it. It's not like you have these multiple devices and you're syncing and you're juggling them. It's like there's one thing. And so to me, that's like obvious that that's going to happen and it's going to be really soon. And that's the change that matters. Like the technicalities of like how the interface actually happens, if it transforms or if they, I mean, it's going to be likely be, it's going to respond to the user input that is happening, like the hardware that's being used. 
And that's the thing that matters. Like that's the thing I think is important from a design perspective and just from like, you know, a customer perspective and um, from Apple's like, in terms of their like company, like they can unify those things, they can move on and think about something else, right? And so to me, that's the important thing. Um, and yes, those things will stick around. Like we're not gonna move away from if you're using a mouse for input, like a menu bar, and we'll always will want mouse for input for some things, like absolutely. It's just, you'll have one device that does it all. And that's, you know, I think that's that's the important thing. Yeah, I mean, I am, uh, I am like open to the idea of it being like a very modal switching Mm -hmm. from like context switching. But at the same time, that also seems a little bit unappley in terms of like potentially confusing from the like customer perspective. Like that's part of what of the like beauty of the iPad that I'm like in my head trying to preserve is like, you know, the cliche of like, you can hand it to your grandparents and they like know how to use it. And that could certainly still be preserved where it's just like, well, don't ever like stick it on this dock thing. And then like, you won't ever have to deal with windows or menu bars or whatever. But, um, you know, what you're describing, I can envision it, but it also seems like potentially, uh, just like a very complex, you know, difficult to navigate thing, um, that so thus far they have shown that they don't actually like to make uh uh they like to like keep things separated uh and have kind of like the device that does one thing well type of approach it seems yeah i don't think they i don't think they would have put a keyboard on the ipad if they if they really believed in that and the fact that there's like that mouse like assistive mode right like I, you know, how would you feel if next year, like next time or just next time the new iPads, like there, you can actually, there's mouse support. Like if you're on well, a, there is if mouse you're support. on a, they, ha- they have mouse, mouse support now. I know, but I mean like fully more integrated, not in an assistant. Right now it's no, only no, assistant, no, no, right? No, 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 no. It's been a, it's been a year, Tom. Come on. Yeah. It's they, been a whole they, year. Okay. They added like a full on trackpad. <laughs> yeah. Point it's just like a regular mouse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, but isn't it still, it's not an assistive no. mode though? No, no, no. Okay. No. Well, yeah. okay. So this even proving my point even further that it's like, it's already there, guys. Like, I don't know why we're even arguing about this. It's, like, already happening. I hate that, I <laughs> you hate are, that you argument are, you so are, much. Yeah. Of, like, <laughs> they've already proven my point. You can't argue with me. It's done. No, I'm not saying you can't argue with me. I just feel like it just puts me on better ground the more it's, like, Apple is saying this isn't an assistive thing. It's like, no, no, no. This is right, uh, but officially see, supported. I think that, that it equally makes the argument that they won't split them. That they took the time Why? in to add a full mouse pointer to iPad OS rather than just saying, hey, we're just going to put Mac OS in this thing. Well, no, but it's way easier to put a mouse pointer. It's just a step towards it. And so what will happen next, right, is like when you're in mouse, when you have mouse support, maybe some things will happen, right? Like maybe you'll be able to do some other stuff, right? like like the menus might change or... You know, I think I know that there's a difference there, but I just to me, I don't think that there are these ideological barriers in within Apple that exist in the See, way you guys are describing them. I think though uh, that a lot of people that work inside of Apple do have these ideological barriers. I don't know. I don't know, but I but it seems like those get overridden all the time. I'm sure because <laughs> you know what something that they have done in recent times is like the iPad used to run iOS. 
now it runs iPadOS. So the idea yeah. of simplifying the operating systems into one, that they're, they're bifurcating them further and further all the time. Like they, Well, but that's only marketing, right? Like No, I mean a, iPadOS has different it has a different feature set. I understand, but if you're if you're interacting the development team that makes it, anyone who makes apps, and you as a user, you are bridging that gap like it's a marketing thing Mm. that is happening not an actual like division anywhere right yeah but it's all marketing though right like well i know but what i'm just saying is i don't think it's a durable argument that that won't exist because it's like they're using the reason they have like we're pushing mac or my my hunch is the reason they would be pushing mac os as a thing and like same time that they introduced the better keyboard and stuff is like hey this is like a laptop you know, like it's its own thing, but you know, it's not any different under the hood in terms of like what there's no bifurcation introduced. And so that's a good marketing thing to do to like introduce, to get people onto this thing that I'm exactly talking about, which is like, Hey, you know, this iPad actually is basically a laptop. You know that, right? Everyone is like what they're saying. And so I think it's just going to continue down that road really quickly to be like, you know, you just need this. You just need this one thing. We're not doing both. Um, and then, you know, and then it'll eventually gobble up the desktop, maybe. It, to me, that's the more important question is like, what happens next is like, let's assume there's like this kind of on the mobile, like, you know, piece of legal size paper, you know, 11 inch screen size thing. It's somewhat clear what's going to happen. But the, I think the more interesting stuff is either on the really small wearable side or like desktop computers where it's like you want a very large screen that yeah. i think is is honestly so, the more interesting and yeah. diverse area yeah so i guess it depends like what uh time scale you're thinking it's like are we talking 20 years or are we talking like 120 years but no, i always... should be talking like 10 or less or else it's, yeah you know... yeah but i'm i'm always like pre- pretty uh like bearish on this idea that it's like oh we're gonna be doing like like AR is going to replace everything. I remember some people were like, the watch is going to like replace the iPhone uh, Mm -hmm. or, and I think these things again, going back to like the Mac in 1984 and just like how durable this like user interaction model is, is just like staring at a screen and having like input methods. Like I think that is very durable and is going to persist. And I very much do think like VR and AR are going to be a thing and like voice control and all that stuff, but it's going to be primarily additive. Like it's mm-hmm. not going to wholesale replace mm-hmm. these user user interaction paradigms. Yeah. So, but um, I guess getting back to this, like Apple Silicon and like what that would mean in the world of Apple Silicon and and um, is there, you know, well, first of all, what do you guys think about this? I mean, this, I mean, the, obviously the next big like Apple prediction thing is this like rumored VR headset goggles thing, yep. right? Which, yep. um, what do you guys think about that? And how do you think that fits into any of this stuff? Or is it literally like the Apple watch where it's like, like you're saying, Dan, it's like an ex, it's like an accessory add on and it has mm-hmm. nothing, you know, it doesn't really interact. Well, with- the VR headset, its purpose is, or the mixed reality headset its purpose is to start laying the groundwork for uh, true consumer AR glasses. Like this, this product is not going to be a 
even be intended to be a mass consumer product because the technology just it just isn't there right now for for, for to to really do something truly useful and truly like technologically advanced like or mm-hmm. what is better to say is you can do it but the rumors are pointing out this this headset costing like $3000 right because to try and make it high quality in the way that Apple would want it's very hard to do that um and so the idea being which i fully subscribe to that this this headset that we will probably see time sometime next year is really a, a proof of concept and the beginning of offering a development platform. But they're selling it? Yeah, they'll sell you it. You think they're selling it as a developer kit thing? No, I think they'll sell it as a product of like, hey, we're building this thing out for the future. This is the first taste of it. Developers can get one. And if you really, you know, but, and like, look how amazing it is. And they'll make it, they'll, it will be a consumer uh, facing product, but will be priced and specced in such a way that you won't buy it unless you have a very But has Apple ever screen. done that? No. Besides maybe those fancy, fancy screens? I don't see them doing that. Well, this is what all the rumors are pointing towards. Like all yeah, of the I think the rumors are wrong. So what do you think? I bet they do them. Well, I don't see... They have, you know... I, my, it, it seems like it's much more their style to develop this thing in basically secret... And when it is actually ready, they release it as a mass market consumer product like the watch or something because or even for the iPhone when they originally did that, because they are too they have too much money. They don't need a bunch of like uh, third party developers out there like messing around with development kit to tell them what they should how they should make it right. That is not Apple style. So if they need to hire a team of 100 developers to mess around in an R&D lab, they will do that and keep this thing secret and f- in full control of it until the, it's a consumer ready product and they launch it into the world. Like I don't think Apple is afraid of spending literally a decade underground working on this thing. And then when it's ready, come out. They're not a little startup that needs to like get their version MVP out so that they can like raise money and whatever, right? They, I just feel like they're more comfortable being secret for a really long time. So my guess would be that all this stuff that people are seeing and that these rumors are, and like that matter, same with the car, right? Like they, people, there are something happening and there's like these probably like prototypes, quote prototypes that look really nice and maybe look like full-fledged products, Mm. Um, but they're just like, oh no, this is just the thing we built internally because we're going to use them for like three years while we just like keep working on it. You know what I mean? Like to me, that is far, far more likely the case. And if Apple's not going to be actually releasing something as a major consumer, like released onto the world thing, they won't do it. Like I mean, they've done that time and time again with, you know, like, you know, like say Google or someone releasing something first. Uh, like a smart speaker, for instance, and Apple kind of sat around for a couple of years before they did, you know, their own smart speaker. And everyone was like, wait, where's Apple? Why haven't they? And I think they're just not that they made a really good version of a smart speaker, but they're just really comfortable laying back and like doing their own process until what they think is ready. And so for something as big as like what would be theoretically their new, like, their new future business model is like this AR thing. I feel like they don't, don't mind spending 10 years getting it right if it takes that long, you know? Yeah, this to me is the ultimate wait and see thing where I'm not 
excited about it, but I'm also not not excited about it. I, I, I yeah. don't know how to feel about it because there's nothing there yet, and I don't know... I don't even know if it's going to be VR or AR or a combination. Uh, so I don't really think about it. <laughs> and I'll be interested to see it when they when it actually comes out. But it could go in so many directions and it could be uh, it could range from like, oh, this is essentially like an Oculus like gaming thing to like, oh, this is like a new way to compute and uh, and everything in between. And so uh, I, I have like nothing to th- think about it really until we actually kind of know what it is i think at this point it's pretty clear who put the topic in the note tom yeah <laughs> i did not put this topic in no, the I, notes. i'm convinced now that you put it in there because you have all I mean, these I'm, really strong opinions these contrarian i just always have strong opinions there. of everything <laughs> and you said and you said apple hardware computers and apple's silicone yeah. <laughs> and then you also didn't know that there was a uh, pointer on the iPad, so I think all of this is just—it's all really uh, lining all, up now. I did know there was a pointer on the iPad. I just didn't know it was an accessible. Oh, here. I, uh, so I, I have a, cu- I I have a couple. Of I would just say if it was me. So I don't. Really yeah. know. No, I know what's going on here. I have I have a couple uh, kind of uh, minor topics related to that whole discussion. Okay. Um. So we we touched on it earlier, but. Ignoring the whole like are these platforms merging thing, like and Mike, you already said uh in the affirmative, like so I guess Tom, do you think we're gonna see just like a MacBook with touch that is still just like Mac OS, not any merging, but just like oh, a MacBook like it's literally t- just Mac OS. Literally just adds a touch screen to Mac OS. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's mm-hmm. too awkward. Like, you know, touching a menu, like the Apple, like the menu bar is pretty small and it feels like a kludge. Like, it feels like, like, why would they do that? Well, so the the argument in favor of it is it's the best way to think of it is like touch assist versus like touch first. Like it's still very much a like pointer first interface, Uh but there Uh are many interactions and anyone who's used an iPad with a magic keyboard knows you can get into like a really good flow where you're typing on the keyboard you're using the trackpad and then occasionally it's like really nice to just do something on the screen really fast a good example is like zooming in like it feels so much more natural to just scrolling sometimes too uh like whipping a notification away like swiping it away like there are certain little interactions that are really nice to be able to do so with that mindset they wouldn't have to like totally rejigger uh mac os to be completely touch friendly they would just have to like make a few changes Mm -hmm. to accommodate those situations where it is nice to uh to have a touchscreen and so from that perspective i'm like pro touchscreen on Macs. like i think it would improve the experience and it would be nice Mm -hmm. and when they made all those changes to big sur like changing the spacing to things it seemed very obvious that that Mm -hmm. is what they were going to do but the huge (laughs) argument against it is like craig federighi literally saying we're not doing that which is really like apple has a history of kind of saying one thing and then a couple years later doing something else but he would be like flat out lying <laughs> if uh, oh, like, no, how, see, how strongly his statements say were. We're not doing it. He's his quote in, 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 an, in an article was, 
I don't know why people are asking that question. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it would feel really slimy. Like I think that takes it too far. Like I know Apple has a history. Like I remember there's lots of examples of like uh, I remember they had a whole ad campaign with the uh, iPhone 5S that was like, look, your thumb can reach every part of the screen. And then like next year they released the big phones. Uh, so they've like, they do this where they, uh, they kind of know what's already in the, uh, the pipeline, but they're willing to like not worry about it. So here's the but, I got to tell you when we released Big Sur and these articles started coming out saying, oh my God, look, Apple was praying for touch. I was thinking like, whoa, why? We had designed and evolved the look of macOS in a way that felt most comfortable and natural to us, not remotely considering something about touch. I just don't believe that's true. I don't. I don't believe it. He's a liar. Well, I'm sure they remotely <laughs> considered it, but I don't think exactly. they're really going to do can't, it. I can't imagine that they didn't remotely consider it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he probably didn't seriously consider it. But to me, the so I think maybe the closest thing that they've done to doing something like that is actually the touch bar. And I don't mean because it's a touch thing. I mean it because it's kind of a it was a kind of a kooky left field like let's try this interaction model out. Like mm-hmm. um, let's try this like weird disembodied like like morphing UI element thing. And to me, that always felt like it was almost like something in the management changed where they were willing to like on a lark kind of make a change because it, you know, it, it basically failed, right? Completely. Like no one really found a way like why that's super useful. And to me, it just felt like that, that idea should have probably been stopped before it went out the door uh, with more actual testing and like realizing that maybe this isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if that was a lesson for them in being like, maybe we shouldn't just like throw that out. Like, cause to me, like adding, just adding touch to the, uh, like to, uh, to, um, to like Mac OS just feels like you're just throwing it out there. If, if the UI really didn't like super change. And I just wonder if the touch bar kind of taught them something about that, where it's like, if we're not really fully supporting this, like let's not do it. Cause it just mm-hmm. makes the computers more expensive. People complain about them being more expensive. It makes them make a choice when they're buying them. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to buy this computer. Cause it's got this expensive, you know, touch bar or, you know, in this case, touch screen. I could, I could totally see it. At a being certain like, point though, isn't it going to be more expensive to have a computer sized monitor that isn't a touch screen? <laughs> like, cause the, the, <laughs> yeah, one of the I mean, things is like, and I know this is not necessarily a, a good argument, right. For, for when looking at what Apple does, but, you know, every decent Windows PC, even every decent Chromebook now, they have touchscreens because yeah. Mm-hmm. This th- and this is the thing of like, so you know, Apple want to grow the Mac. Like they they spoke about this in their last earnings call. They believe now that they can actually grow the Mac to a larger install base than it's ever had. They it's really weird to hear Tim Cook say this, but like they're going after PC market share again. Which is, you know, like, like it's Bunker welcome to nineteen ninety five, right? Like, <laughs> we're going back onto PC market share. Like in the owners call, this this is something that they touched on. Like they want to do this because this is, if you look at growth areas, this is a growth area because they haven't bothered for years, like a decade maybe. Like have really thought we need to be aggressive in trying to grab PC market share. 
you know, young users now, they understand touchscreens. And I think at a certain point, having a, a concession for younger users makes sense. Like, having a mouse and a keyboard is great, but then at certain points, like, like zooming in. I think it's going to go the other way, though. I mean, here we are back at our unified device thing. I think it's just going to go the other way, where the young, quote, young people will be like, I just want an iPad that can do more stuff. Like, why would they, why do they have to shoehorn the idea of a laptop back into it when, if it's, if it's like, you know, like the, you know, the the way you design like websites, right, is like, you know, you do mobile first now, right? Every website designer does mobile first. It's just going to be like touch first. And it's like, well, you're using this weird CAD software or like game, you're like playing a game and you want like really good mouse and keyboard input. So like, here is the accessory basically that helps you do that. Mm -hmm. To me, that seems far more likely that it's like touch first for now and forever. And if you're doing something weird and technical, uh, you have this like, you know, thing that you can plug, you know, this like accessory basically. And to me, doesn't, I mean, doesn't that seem like the more likely scenario than going from the laptop and trying to add uh, iOS like back in it? Well, I don't think it's adding iOS to it though. Well, I don't mean iOS. To, I just mean touch back into it, I guess. No, because I, mean. okay, I, I understand what you're saying. But I still think adding a touchscreen to a Mac for simple tasks is great. Like, it's, I think that it, I honestly think like using a keyboard with my iPad has proven even more to me the benefit of that. Like, that having mixed input methods for devices, I think is superior. Like, let me choose. If I want to touch, let me, I'll touch. And if I want to use the mouse, I can. And if I want to use the trackpad, I can. Or use keyboard control, I can. Um, I, this unified device is going to come out in three years. You're really going to love three it. Three years? <laughs> are, we, are we doing that? Is yeah. this what we're going for? Three years? I don't know, ma'am. Well, it depends what you mean. I think I don't think exactly three years in terms of like perfect, perfect. But like, here, I guess here's a, here's a, a question I have for you guys is, why don't you just use an iPad for everything? Like what is like what specifically in your like workflow in life do you use? And I don't mean a desktop desktop. I mean, do you use a laptop for and not an iPad? Like what are the things? Yeah, so I'll I mean, I'll just go real quick. Like so I bought an iPad uh Pro with the Magic Keyboard about a year ago, like kind of right when it launched last year. And it was like, this is, this is nice. Like, I like this. It's a nice way of working. It's, it can be kind of like my mobile computer. That's different from like my iMac. That's my main work computer. And, but I was always kind of like, there were just little frustrations of like trying to get things done that I would bump into. And then when I got the M1 MacBook Air, it was just like, uh, it was like a glass of cold water. It was like, I felt like freed. And I think it, it was the, it's the UI paradigm. I think it's like the multitasking, like window based UI paradigm just for me is a different way of working and a different experience. And it just feels completely different than the iOS way of working. And for me, it just like allowed me to do the things I needed to do much more efficiently. I mean, I know this is a whole like dumb argument, like you can't do real work with iPads and all that junk, but it, 
it, the difference is not trivial is basically what I'm trying to get at. Like it feels completely different. And just the other day I was like using both, uh, like I was using, um, like the, the MacBook to work and I had like a, a game on, uh, on the iPad and, I, and then I would kind of like fiddle with some things on the iPad. And I actually had the thought, like, I'm glad these are different devices because they're doing different things and they're working differently. And they're both doing a good job at the thing I'm asking them to do. And uh, that was like another kind of anecdotal point where it's just like, these make sense to do what they're good at. And I'm like glad that I have them both. What about you, Mike? What is there when you find yourself reaching for a lot? Like when do you find yourself? Because you're a Mr. iPad man. Not anymore. Right? So like when? Not anymore. <laughs> okay, so what's tell me? Tell me about it. So the Mac has always been a tool that's important to me because the work that I do requires some very specific applications that only exist on Mac or PC, right? Like I can't get mm-hmm. them on android or ios ipad os like they just don't exist right like audio editing tools and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i have always i have been for many years for like the about five years have been a all right if i'm not recording or editing i'm working on my ipad and what i like mm-hmm. about the ipad i like its focus i like its simplicity i like how enjoyable it is to use like i find it fun to use mm-hmm. and then a few things happened uh one was changes in my physical workspace meant that Mm -hmm. it was more comfortable for me to use a mac with like an adjustable monitor and like a larger monitor right like in my studio Mm -hmm. Um, plus just some changes in my own personal ergonomics like i was just finding myself using my ipad for many hours in ways that were just physically not comfortable it, mm-hmm. You know, and, and when you really and, and like an iPad is just not set up for a for a true ergonomic yeah. like uh, yeah. use case. Like if if Apple made it so you could like dock an iPad, like how you can dock a laptop, and like mm-hmm. they like fully took advantage of the screen space that you could had like with an external monitor, like I could I would maybe change. But now, so then I got one of the new M1 MacBooks and. I, it's a fantastic machine. It's so incredibly fast and power efficient. And, you know, I love having Touch ID. And it was then basically just this little mix. The, these things about the iPad and about my working environment frustrated me enough that I wanted to try using the Mac more. And now I've, I do really like Big Sur. I, like visually, I, I think that it's it's much more modern looking, which I enjoy. And then even though... I hate the messiness of Windows, like windowed apps. Like I really don't like how messy it is. No matter what I do, I can never get it like in a way that I don't. I don't like all the overlapping and stuff. What I have noticed over the last few months is the majority of my apps and services that I use, the either the apps on iOS and the Mac are basically the same now, like from third parties, or I mean, I use a lot of web services and web services work way better in Safari on the Mac than either their apps on iOS or Safari on iOS. And so I've kind of just got to the point where I don't enjoy my computing as much, but I'm way more productive now using a Mac Mm -hmm. again. And I feel like a heathen because I've, you know, (laughs) 
I have like. I, but you're using a desktop, or you still do you use the laptop quite a bit. So uh, it's 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 a little complicated because I'm not like being in lockdown in London. Like I don't have the setup that I want because what I uh-huh. what I've been doing, what I was doing before was I was using my MacBook with a monitor attached. So I would have. I see. So desktop. You're using a desktop. I mean, for yeah, all yeah. Purposes, and so, yeah. and like I used, I actually would use the the monitors. The the the. I I didn't do the like the docking. I would have it. I have my laptop on a stand and just used it as a sec, small yeah. second display. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but effectively using it in in desktop mode. And this is purely because like just I had a lot of stuff going up in the air. Like when Apple release a desktop, Apple Silicon Power computer that that I will be replacing my iMac with, I will probably just, that will be my machine that I will work on for the, like mm-hmm. pretty much all the time. So mm-hmm. my, my, my I've, over the last few months, I've, I've, I've had a lot of like disruption in my, in the devices that I use. And I think I've just landed on like, I had a, me and the iPad had like a great run. as like, <laughs> you know, I was in on it, like, and spent half a decade using it. And now I just have, and now I just want to change. And I hope, like I genuinely hope that like in two years' time, a year or two years' time, Apple does something with the iPad again where I'm like, I'm back, baby. Right? Because <laughs> I do pick it up and do stuff with it. And like I'm very like Jason Snell says this that he considers himself team both. And I'm definitely mm-hmm. in that camp. Mm-hmm. But the point is like what's so different for me now is I am doing more work on the Mac. Than I have done. Well, you just mean desktop, years. and I think that's about you just found out, right? That like a desktop ergonomic scenario works better for you. Period. Yes. Right. Yeah, it's definitely. not as much about about. No, it's not so much about the device. Yeah. It's that like the yeah. the, it, the physical environment made forced me yeah. to change, and now that I have been forced to change, I'm appreciating what the Mac brings to the table more. But mm-hmm. yeah. if if like. If you had true external monitor support on iPad OS, like, you would just have it. Then iPad. I would I would never have gone to the Mac for this. Mm. You know? and, and 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 your weird thing of like having weird software, right? But eventually that's going to change, right? I mean, you know, I mean, I'm I mean, not using not the weird software on my laptop. I only use the weird software on my on my iMac, which I use for recording, right? Like so. Mm-hmm. But you would. Really... I mean, but you would if you could, right? I mean, it's sure. not like you. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. 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 And so, I mean, I think Dan's argument is like, to me, Mike, like if you, if you could merge an iPad and a laptop, you know, that's, it seems like it could totally work. But like Dan's argument about the, the user interface itself is like unpleasant for a lot of tasks is like, you know, something like the windowed environment, basically. Um, So obviously that's like a big challenge, but to me, it's like, it's not a far leap. It feels like way closer for Apple to just basically like, you know, uh, start tapering off lap- like what we think of as a laptop, you know, and just like replace it with some kind of weird iPad thing. But I don't know. We'll say market. Like we also have in our incredibly messy, horrific <laughs> note, we have a predictions. Um, oh, we actually already have have one in there from November 2020 where Tom said in two years iOS and macOS will exist under one name merged UI totally in four years so we actually don't need to add to that prediction because yeah. that is your prediction yeah. that you made it's in November there. well it's the hardware cemented. yeah I mean the hardware question is something it's like I mean who knows if 
those software changes will perfectly coincide with like hardware blending. You know, I mean, I, that's a mm -hmm. question. Um, okay. I could totally see them continuing to sell the same hardware stack that they have now, but just like there's one OS, you know, basically saying like there's only one OS now, you know, um, that I think that when we were talking about that, I was, you know, we were talking specifically about software. I think the hard, I think it's a question whether this hardware stuff would, you know, will be in lockstep with that. And it feels like it will take longer for the hardware to completely merge just, you know, for reasons, but, um, yeah, I don't, I still, I still, I don't feel, um, I don't feel like that was a bad prediction. I'm not going, Oh no, about that prediction. Uh, Go ahead, Mike. I was just going to thank Tom again for the topic today. Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm putting I mean, it in the notes. If I would have put that in, I would have absolutely said I put it in. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of these predictions. I think but you I woke just up always in the have strong opinions. And you'd had yeah. a dream. And you put Dreamed it in an Apple hardware Hard, computers. Apple hardware computers. <laughs> That's right. Apple hardware computers. <laughs> Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 66.